Welcome to the Batir We Go podcast, coming at you from Batir We Go Studios in Dallas, Texas. We're back, this baby. Is, this is episode, I don't know, probably don't 55. Know. No, it's like 60-something. 60-something. I'm not, I, could, I don't care enough to actually look it up. We've been podcasting for... For, I don't know, maybe 80 weeks, we had 60 consecutive shows and we now, we've had, now we've had like three in the past four months. Not really. That's an exaggeration. But it has been, what, two, three weeks since we so potted? that I had someone reach out and be like, what's yeah. up, man? Are hey, you okay? Hey, all you followers out there, all five of you, hey, thanks for... Caring about Thanks us. Thanks for only one fifth of you guys reaching out to make Thanks sure we were still living. Thanks for one fifth of you being, <laughs> being our loyal supporters and fan base. Now, here's the real question, though: of the five people, how many do you think actually have a way to contact us? I, I, <laughs> I was going to say I would hope that we knew everyone who was listening, but then I guess it would be cool if someone who we don't know thinks. We're interesting enough. Still to listen listens. To Wouldn't that randomly be randomly stumbled upon this? That podcast. would just be so weird. Like we're just hanging out, and then all of a sudden we get like one of those DMs on Instagram, and it's like, "Who's this random person DMing me?" And then it's like, "Hey, saw that you didn't podcast. Just checking in, seeing if you're okay." I would file a restraining. And order. I'd be like, That's "Uh, <laughs> um, I'm good, thanks." Speaking of DMs, um, you probably won't care about this but DMs. we've been watching the, the season three of love is blind you know what and i by, like dim sum oh my god and anyway. by and by we're watching i mean i'm watching and then you like jump in from time to time pop in and say what anyway obviously this show is trash but a lot of people have been talking about how like the only couples who have survived love is blind are two couples from the very very first season and then like the rest of the couples from season two and three just seem like they're not here for the right reasons. Well, the well, I guess one of the theories, which has been somewhat confirmed, is that um, the way that Love is Blind does casting, because they do it city by city, is they pick a city. So uh, season three, it's based here in Dallas. And they just like send out their, like all their, I guess, whoever is in charge of like casting, they just go and find the geotags of Dallas on like Instagram and other social media platforms and just, and they reach out and DM people who they think would be good on TV and ask if they would like to be on Love is Blind. So it's not like people who are like, you know what, like I actually want to like, this is like the best way I really want to get married and that blah, blah, blah. No, it's like a lot of these people is like, oh, I just got a DM. I think this would be kind of a cool experiment. And worst case scenario, I will be Instagram famous after this, regardless of what happens. And I was like, that explains a lot because there are some people on the show where I'm like, do you not understand the concept of the show that you just signed up for? Do you understand what love is? And do you think that it's blind? Right. Like one guy Come was join like, our show. One guy was like, after the fact, like after he's met the girl he picked from the bods, he's like, she's just not like my physical type. And that I'm really having a problem with that. And everyone's like, but you went on a show called Love is Blind, where you specifically dated people. You're supposed to walk in knowing that the physical didn't matter. And yet, obviously, it anyway. I hear what you're saying. I think that there is a a level of subconsciousness where you're talking to somebody and you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to get this great connection with them. But then if you are a physical person or if you are a, I guess, shallow person or if there is that level of of whatever that whatever that physical part of your mind is or if you've been too physical with others maybe you just can't mentally get over it i'm gonna pivot and put you on the hot seat and we'll cut it out if you don't like this question (laughs) do you have a type and am i your type it's you and all of your because how many extra how many booty stop that's not what i meant Uh, (laughs) booty that's um it's gone after pregnancy um how many girlfriends have you had five 
You countless number. Know. Twenty thirty. Are they all a type? Because I know I have a type, and you are very much the type of the very that few people booty. I dated before you. Are you going to answer the question? Or are you just going to? Is a booty type <laughs> for not, me? No, it is not. You're attracted to that booty. No. <laughs> well, my type is you. Okay. So, we, yes, like, we yes, aware. we've established that. But prior to you, like, did, did I, your girlfriends all kind of look did similar? I, did I determine a consistent body type? No, not just body type. I'm talking like personality type as well. I don't, you don't need to talk about the body type of your ex-girlfriends. I don't need to know that. But I'm saying from like a personality type, your personality type is the type of boyfriend that I dated prior to you. You were just the best one by far. You were the only one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That booty. That booty. Uh, let's see. I would say no. They were like all over the place? I think they were kind of, kind of all over. I guess it was your BC days too, right? BC days, trying to figure it out. Like, no, just, uh, I would say there was not a single type. And that's probably because if you start. This is this is my interpretation. If you start dating young and like if you start dating before you know yourself, then it's all over the place. Then you're trying to match what like you're trying to find this compatibility match with what you don't know is compatible. So it's if you think about it as math, right? If you have like X plus Y equals Z, Z or X plus Y equals one, but you don't, and you're, you're X and then, okay, doesn't matter. I'm X, (laughs) you're Y, right? but I don't know, am I 0.5, am I 0.6? So I don't actually know enough parts of the equation to know what I need to find in order to complete the equation. Right. And then once you add in Jesus, like now everything is is different. Now the X is actually X. Now the X is Jesus. <laughs> and the Y needs to also be Jesus. <laughs> so that makes it way simpler, but not if you've added a Y that is not Jesus and now you're trying right. to recreate That's the equation. Because I never dated anyone. Like I have always been a Christian while date while dating, so I never had that problem. So I'm, I wonder if that. Did you just call it while dating? Whilst dating. Whilst. Whilst. <laughs> doesn't doesn't translate like, well in, while, in podcasts. While dating, like I I didn't sorry I didn't have quote unquote BC days like before Christ days, so I wonder if that was a difference. And I have truthfully, and I, I just, I found a couple, this is where this is going. I found a couple of my journals today and I was going through them. And other than just like being like, there was one, I found a journal from my senior year. So where I was like 17, 18. And I found a journal from 2004, 2005, 14, 15 years old. Um, And other than just being young and like immature, or at least, you know, that age group, I feel like I'm pretty much the same person just older and hopefully wiser. So I don't really feel like you don't feel like you're different. No. I mean again like I like I am hopefully much more mature, but like personality wise and like the core of who I am has always been the same. Yep. I hear you. I think that I think that could be grounding in Christ. So as you're looking for who you are, right? if you already know Christ, then you know what you're striving for. And ultimately that is always right. the same. Like I had a guidepost. Yeah. Whereas like for the typical person, they always have that moving 
goal. Right. They don't know what they want. And But I and always then, had like some parameters. Yeah. So once you hit that goal, whether that's like, oh, I got into Ivy League. Oh, I graduated and now I'm a lawyer. Oh, now I'm a partner. And then it's like, oh, now I'm dead. It's like, well, you never figured it out. Okay. Well, I have two things that I found for my journals that I thought Uh-oh. you would get a kick out of. Uh-oh. So I was going to share Tell them with me. you. Do you want 2004 first or 2008? Do you want to know where I was during these? Sure. I don't have the exact date from the 2004 one because I just te- I wrote it down. The other one I took a screenshot of because this is just like one quote. In 2004, I was a junior in high school. Do you have a rough time frame of season? Did you write down the weather? <laughs> it was a beautiful no, fall but day. I, I, um, I hate, I just don't like journaling in general. So I would, what I would do Intentionally is, wouldn't write the date. No, I, I, to make myself do it, I scheduled it for myself. So I always did it on Wednesday nights after I watched Lost. So I always have a Lost update in my earlier journals. <laughs> hey y'all, let me tell you about Lost. Oh man, so funny. Okay, so what did it say? What's the quote? Okay, <clears throat> this is 2004, Allie. 2004, Keep Allie. in mind, like I just entered freshman year freshman of high school. Freshman year. I'm 14. 14. Uh, I just wish I lived in the 1960s when sex and drugs weren't a big deal. What? <laughs> you wrote that in your journal? Yes. I guess I was like annoyed with like kids my age, which I don't even, I didn't even have, I just entered public high school from homeschooling. So I don't really know what I was talking about, but I really just love the fact that I thought that the 1960s were void of sex and drugs. <laughs> oh, is that what you meant? Yeah, that's what I said. I said, I just wished I lived in the 1960s when sex and drugs weren't a big deal. But... I guess I need some context. Like when you say weren't a big deal. Like apparently 14 year old Allie thought that I, my guess I had like, I was obsessed with like the 1950s, like Greece type of situation, which again, I would have seen Greece, which sex and drugs is all over that movie. All over it. But like, you know, uh, like the cleavers, like leave it to beaver. Yeah. Idealistic, unrealistic view of the 1950s or 60s. And I guess. I don't know. I had, I've, I mean, I had seen hair at well, that age, too. I think it... I mean, that's the Vietnam 60s, Greece, and drugs and hippies? Well, Vietnam, I think, was late, late 60s, 60s, early yeah. 70s. But Greece is like L.A. The what? Cleavers is the Midwest. The Greece is not in L.A., is it? It's California, for sure. Is it really? Yeah, what do you think? Like that... Where they do the drag race, that's the L.A. River. Oh. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Will, you don't know that for a I'll fact. Bet You're you, just guessing? Okay. I will bet you your entire month's fun money. What? <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm not giving you money. That's how serious I am. Where was Greece? It's the L.A. River. Where was Greece filmed? Well, obviously it was filmed in hey, LA. It became the highest grossing musical film ever when it was released. Grease was shot in LA, Burbank, Malibu. Yeah, in Malibu. So where where Filming did it take place? Filming locations included John Marshall High School, Venice High School, Huntington Park High School, and Leo Carrillo, Carrillo State Beach. Is it supposed to take place in in like the LA area or in California in general? I guess. Wow, Joe, look at you. I'm impressed. I didn't bet you anything, but congrats. Thanks. I'm throwing imaginary money at you. I'll take your prize. Oh, okay, wait, this is the last entry. If I you wanted. know what I mean. <laughs> this is why we don't do podcasts anymore. Um, Joe's out of control. What? What are you talking about? Um, Nobody last... else knows what I'm talking about, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh my God. Everyone knows what you're talking about. No, they oh, wait, don't. This is March 4th, 2008. <clears throat> March 4th, 2008. Yeah, what were you up March to? March 4th. 2008 was roughly a month. Wait, 2008. Yeah, it would have been a month before I turned 21. Wow, I was 18. I just turned 18. So that like means that means I was in Australia. Were you really? I was in the outback. That's so funny. Okay. That was a terrible accent. Are you ready? Because this, I'm yeah, going to try to stare at your face while I read this for your reaction. <clears throat> 
Dear Journal, it's the beginning of March and it's snowing. Can you believe it? Then I scratched something out. It's more, it's more like ice than snow, but it's frozen all the same. Because of all the cold temperatures, Al Gore's global warming theory has been disproven. Gas is up to $3.04 a gallon. Allie. <laughs> Gas is up to $3.04 <laughs> a gallon. Allie. Can you tell I don't like journaling? But what? how do you like? Did you know that Al Gore's theory of global warming on March 4, 2008 was disproven? That's great. That's <laughs> lovely. Congratulations, Al Gore. What's funny about that is like while I was looking for things to talk about, um, I went to science.com because I was Fox like, News. And no, Al Gore wrote an article today about global warming. Mm. <laughs> I was like, Al. he's still he's still out there. You know. I now believe in global warming. I would take that 18 year old Allie. I would not vote for I probably wouldn't vote for Al Gore if he ran for president again. But I would respect him. Yeah, I don't vote for losers. <laughs> <laughs> You don't even know what his platform is. <laughs> you just won't vote for him on principle. No, Al Gore. Al Gore won't run again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to. But think doesn't about matter because if he does run again, uh, apparently his, he's, he's a lost loser. Your vote. He's a loser. <laughs> so I can't. I can't vote for a loser. <laughs> I vote for the winning team. I talked a lot about politics in my journals because I guess it was the uh, 2008 election. It's a thing to talk about. I found like I found a McCain Palin bumper sticker in my. Well, in you my probably sell that journal. <laughs> it's it's crisp as as a new dollar bill. Uh, apparently, cool. I was. <laughs> I, I specifically wrote in the journal that I wasn't going to vote for Obama because he was anti-war. <laughs> I I do find it. Ah, I think it's funny because like, I feel like, you know, someone completely different than what this I'm so I'm such a pacifist now, <laughs> but I, and I actually think he was a de- really good president. So <laughs> I didn't vote for him in 2008. Yeah. I think it's just one of those, uh, funny things that when you're younger and you don't have a whole lot of, I guess, experience, you just like regurgitate whatever you hear from growing up around you, essentially. Because I yeah. remember I wrote in it, like, he's anti-war and, like, I'm afraid that 9-11's going to happen again. And, like, so that was, you know, the... It's reasonable. <laughs> I guess eight fresh 18-year-old Allie was very concerned. That's reasonable. But look at him. He brought down Osama, Bin he, Laden, I mean, it, it was OBL. SEAL Team 6, but yes. I mean... That Let's be real. It was Obama. Is Obama it, brought down OBL. Right. When they're all in like that special, like, what's it called room? The the hot room. Whatever. Situation I room. I forgot what they call it in the West Wing. The war room. The war room. Is that what it the is? The death room. The death room. That's terrible. But anyway, there. that's... Uh, that's that. Those were my... The Let's see. What was I, I, what was I thinking about March 4th, 2008? You were in Australia. I was in Australia... Did you have a girlfriend in Australia? Yeah, I had a girlfriend in Australia. Did you have a girlfriend wherever you ended up? Because you also had a girlfriend Whatever. in Iceland. Yeah. What was the longest you were, after you were, you started dating people, what was the longest you were consecutively single? I mean, I was single a lot. <laughs> really? Because it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, I was single all the time. <laughs> Just not in Australia or Iceland. Yeah, Whatever. And you were just like, why did you break up with her? Because you were coming back to America? <laughs> yeah, I would just be like, listen. Bye. <laughs> I'm not coming back here. So see ya. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sheila. No. <laughs> that was a terrible accent. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Sheila. <laughs> no. No. Um, no, we would just break up. It just wouldn't work. It just never you worked out. You don't remember the reason why? What are you Y'all doing? Broke up? The lights, lights on. Like, yeah, the lights on. You know what it is. It's a possum. It's that possum again. Should I go beat it some more? No, I don't want you to beat Say, a possum. possum. Get out of our yard. No, you don't remember why you broke up with her? Um, let's see. Now, the girl I was dating in Australia actually broke up with me. Dang. Yeah, savage. Did she tell you why? <laughs> savage. <laughs> 
Did she tell you why? Yeah, she found a new guy. Stop. She cheated on you? I don't think she cheated on me. But she was like, I'm, I want to cheat on you, so we might as well just end this. What? <laughs> She's, listen, Joe, I want this other guy. I want to cheat on you, so you got to go. She, but how else no, would she... No, she didn't say that. Did she just say, we're done? No, I brought just, someone uh, new? Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's not working out. Next thing you know, she got somebody new. Was like he from Australia? Later. No, Did so... Did you know him? No. Didn't know him. Well, no, I didn't know him. Got some backstory on it. But she was actually from Indiana or Kentucky or something. She was an American too? Yeah. Yeah. So we like did long distance for a little while. and she. Bro- oh, you were back here? We were back here and then we broke up. Were you sad? Um, I, do, I don't know why I remember so distinctly, but... The what happened? I think I remember because I did, I did uh, cocaine. This was the one <laughs> class I got a C in in oh, college. No. Of her? no, nothing to do with her. It was Wait, just what class was it? It was Calc two. It was because of my professor. I did oh, not like yeah, him. Calc, you need a good. He was professor. not a good professor, but it was. I was going to take this exam and then get in the car to go see her for like Thanksgiving break. I was going to stay there for a few days. And she was like very adamant, like, Hey, call me before you leave. Like, good luck on your test. Call me before you leave. Oh, cause she didn't want to break up with you before your test. Yeah. She didn't want to break up with me before want- the test. <laughs> she didn't want to be responsible to fail. But the- she like, didn't want me to leave because she was going to break up Did with me. Did you remember to call her before? Oh, no. Left? I figured it out. I was like, hey, like, I think I get what's going on here. Like, just tell do we me. just need to talk? And that was, like, a few hours before the test. So, I mean, it worked out great for her because it was like, a, okay, so, like, We're are you breaking up. up with me? And she's like, yeah. I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, I don't have time to talk about this, so <laughs> we're done. But... <laughs> Have I'll, a good life. I'll, uh, we'll talk later. <laughs> Did you talk later? Not that day, but <laughs> like later we, we talked. So that was all, you know. Do you feel weird no talking about this with me? Nah, no. <laughs> good. No. Yeah, Screw good. her. Yeah. Yeah. Where is she Forget now? You. Let's look her up on Facebook. I don't know. She's probably, I don't know, probably <laughs> Something bad, <laughs> bad stuff. Now I I feel bad talking bad I about people. Like, I don't want him talk bad about people. Yeah, you I'm know sure she's, doing she's probably doing meth. <laughs> she's probably poor. She's probably dead in a ditch somewhere. No. She's probably she found the person for her. She's got a she great family. Probably is job. having a lovely life. Good for her. Hi, person. Yes, good for you. you good name. for you. Good for you. <laughs> happy and healthy <laughs> that is not like i thought that song was like like a f you kind of song yeah it is <laughs> yeah so no we're not singing that song to you no not that <laughs> maybe a taylor swift song oh my <laughs> taylor swift song? those are not was, better i know it was a joke it was a joke what's the one we're never ever ever Getting back together. Well, obviously. <laughs> In my head, I was like, if I if I sing off key, then it's not copyright. <laughs> no, still is. Oh my god! Then gosh. you're getting copyright infringed for no reason. Oh my goodness! Yeah. What about your uh, your ex boyfriends? Where are they these days? <laughs> They're uh, in McKinney. Let me think. <laughs> yeah, they're not far away. Oh, that's uh, awkward. I'm trying to think. How many? Bo- I just had two. One in high school and then one in college for a year. Cool. Yeah, cool. the one in high school, you like, were very similar to. What? No. Except you were. Psh. I'm not. I don't want to say anything disparaging. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> I like you. Except. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will when I know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Gotcha. No, I was just gonna say I that think you're booty. more. Phys- I think you're more physically.
sexually attractive. That booty. Um, no, I, I, I Facebook stalked him a while back, and I think he got what? engaged. But Why'd then, you Facebook stalk him? Because I broke his heart, and I still feel bad mm. about it. I'm sure I broke some hearts out there. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Hey, I'm sure you found your person. <laughs> or not. Maybe you're. <laughs> maybe you're just dying alone. Maybe you're just doing meth because you're so brokenhearted. <laughs> Hey, sorry about you. Uh, <laughs> no, man. that didn't happen to anybody. Oh no, the no. Um, I've never been broken up with. I always broke up with other people. I well, <laughs> the two of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was. Well, I've rejected more than who I've actually. I've rejected mm, quite good, a few people good. actually. Yeah. Thank I've you re- very much. Your wife over here was a hot commodity for a time. I think. I think I rejected some people. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's I'm all. Like, okay. That's all there is. Was hey, he? hey! Shout out to all you women who are willing to, <laughs> who are willing to, to make that this. move. <laughs> Wait, hey, good for you. You had people. You had girls ask you out, and then you were like, "Nah, fam." Um, I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe. This is what's nice though. Is like all of your exes are in either foreign countries or like back in Illinois. So I never have to deal with that. But my exes are like probably in, in a all your exes minute. are in Texas. <laughs> they are. <laughs> like that song's your song. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I think so. Good for you. Yep. There's uh. That's about it. <laughs> Nothing else to say, really. What did you come prepared to talk about today? You know, we used to be doing this, this thing. Did I tell everybody we're switching to koozies? You did. I was. Yeah, I got to go grab one. Mm. Maybe. Who knows? You It'll can't be, do it from memory. Yeah. I mean, we got a lot of sponsors lined up. You know what? You probably make up. one up and no one would know. It'd be Zeus. <laughs> we'll get back to that later. Anyway, anyway, let's see where we've been. We've no, been, we've been nowhere. We've been we've here. We've been so many places since since the last pod. I've been on this couch. We've been, I've been on that chair. We've been to SMU Homecoming. We did do SMU Homecoming. We've been to Houston, probably. No, I we've haven't been to Fine, I've been to Houston, probably. Um, I went hunting, maybe. Since the last podcast, I don't know. Thrilling segment. It um, we've been a lot of places, but and I know everybody loves where'd you go because it's a great segment and people love it. With all our fans reach out to me and tell me how much they love it. It's a big, it's a big, it's a big segment. People enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> but I'd like to try a new segment. Okay. Where are you going? Where are you You know, like, but here we go. Where are we going? Okay, where are we going? Tomorrow, we are going to the Greek Festival. If you don't know about the Dallas Greek Festival, you don't know about Dallas. And so it's at the the Greek Orthodox Church. It's at Hillcrest and... Is it Park? It's like Hillcrest and Park. If you go to Watermark... No, Park... Yeah, Hillcrest Park. Yeah, it's at Hillcrest. So if you're like at Watermark and no, you're like, no, 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 it's on Hillcrest. It's Spring Creek in Hillcrest. It's Spring Creek. Well, because it's just north of Water. It's or just, just it's, it's just north of Watermark. Yeah, it's just like one. Park is just north. Is you're at, at six thirty five. So you're at six thirty five and the and Hillcrest. Right, and then you. Basically, just go to the next light north, right? It's and that's where it Creek. is. Okay. Well, either way, it's happening right now, and then Saturday and Sunday. So right now, while we're taping, right, right, we're taping right. Friday night, right? And I was introduced to the Greek festival way back when during grad school, because for some reason, one of the grad students, I think it was. I think it was one of the grad students' girlfriends actually absolutely loved, like, Greek food. Who doesn't love Greek food? I know. Like, who doesn't love Greek food? Honestly, if you don't like it, text me, because I'm curious at this point. If you don't like it... You're dead to us. 
then we got to go to Find like a new podcast to listen to. We need to go to the Greek food place and just like eat Greek food and Here's see what thing, happens. Though, if I could just interject here, I love Greek food, but I feel like most of the Greek food available in Dallas is like, like not necessarily authentic Greek food. Carry on. Where, like where are you that, getting your Greek food? So sorry for, I don't want to insult anyone. Little Greek. Never heard of it. The pita bread is like not actual pita bread. You're going it, to the wrong French places. French fries is on the menu. French fries are a it's big like, deal in Greece. Like it's almost like a Zoe's Kitchen, but like, and even Zoe's Kitchen, I feel like was barely Greek. I don't think Zoe's Kitchen was Greek. I think they said like fast, casual Mediterranean. Okay, which doesn't mean anything. But like, if you ask Allie, where can I get Greek food at Dallas? I'll I tell you. I have to look it up. I I'll tell look, you where. Where? You want to know where? Yeah. Get on 635. Okay. Head west. Stay on 635 like you're going to the airport until you see the Greek building. Eat there. The Greek building? I don't know what it's called. It's just like you look at it and you're like, oh, that place, that is a Greek restaurant. Huh. Then you pull over, you walk in, and you order a gyro with fries. Fries? Yes, with fries and a Greek salad. Okay. Yeah, or you could get the the things, the grape leaf things, but dolmas. Dolmas. They're I just. I hate dolmas. Yeah, they have this. They are like I don't know a weird sourness it. that just gets me. Well, and I hate olives, and I feel like olives or some, something is in dolmas that I just do not like. I like the idea of a dolma. Everything, when you explain to me what a dolma is, I'm like, that sounds delicious, but I've never, like, I will spit out. Yep. Yep. Did you know, speaking of dolmas, there's this thing called Mustang grapes? I've heard of them. They're a wild grape that grows here in Texas. Well, they are, I think I brought some home from dove hunting once. They have a very high acid content. So you can make jam and stuff out of them. And they've got really big seeds. But in the springtime, when the vines are just starting, you can take those grape leaves, because it is a grapevine, and you can use it to make dolmas. Is that what they do in Greece? I don't think they use Mustang grapes. I think they use other grapes. But yeah, it's grape leaves. Cool. Yeah. You're just out in the wilderness hunting deer, making dolmas on the side? sitting around just making dolmas. I'm like, well, I'm not getting deer. Might as well get dolmas. Oh, wait, continue by the Greek festival. Sorry for So the Greek festival, we're going. I am slightly concerned. Do you want to know why I'm slightly concerned? You think it's going to be so packed because it's the first one since COVID. Yes. But also it was raining today. Well, it's supposed to, no, this is going to be beautiful tomorrow. I know, but because it rained all day oh, today, everyone's gonna come. maybe they're like, you know what? Let's just go tomorrow. I mean, it's going to be packed for sure. Do you know what I want, though? I want to go to a big fat Greek wedding. Have you seen the movie? I have. It's such a good movie. Did you know it took place in Chicagoland? The, My kicks. The whole thing? I think the first one. The second one, they're like somewhere else, I thought. I haven't seen it so long. That's cool. Do you remember it being filmed? No, I wasn't like a part of it. But <laughs> I know, but like, like I knew like in high school, they were filming Prison Break in McKinney. And there were a lot of kids from high school who were extras. filming Prison Break prison in McKinney? Break. Yeah. Did you know that supposedly it was, took place in Joliet, Illinois? Prison the sh- Break. The show? Yeah. I've never seen it. You just knew about the filming. I know they like, they break out and then they like <laughs> run. Stop. Are you telling me that in the show Prison Break, they in fact break out of prison? Yeah. They broke out wow. like season two or three. Wait, they took them a whole season? I don't, I don't remember what? exactly. Okay. But like when they were in prison, like the first seasons like were a prison break. in the first seasons, they filmed it. Outside of Joliet in an old Pension. prison. Wow. And that is where it took place was the Joliet prison. Interesting. Is there and a Joliet then, prison? No, it was this thing that was outside of town that was closed in like the 60s, I think. So they made up a prison? They made up a prison. I wonder why they did that. Probably because there was this prison that they could 
film oh, I know, in but it's and, a movie they, or a show. They could literally call it whatever prison they wanted. Yeah, but, meh, I don't know. I've got this special place in my heart for Chicago and Chicago land based shows, but most of the time I feel like they're not that good. Do you, you mean like Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, yeah, Chicago like whatever? Yeah, like Chicago Night on CBS right. or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, I just... Why Chicago and not like New York or something? I don't know. Like, like all Louis. these shows take place in New York, right? Like CSI. SVU. 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 But not... Special Victims Unit. What's the one that's like New Orleans? CSI New Orleans? I think CSI or? has CSI Vegas, New Orleans... But you know what? I don't know if they have a Chicago. Do you think you would ever want to move back to the Chicago area? Uh, I don't know. They stopped doing income tax, maybe. Mm, I forgot they have income tax. I mean, it would be... So the hard part about that... What do you miss about it? What do I miss about it? I miss Southern Illinois. Oh, why? Because of the mountains and stuff? Because of the rolling hills. Yeah, I just... hills here. Yeah. I just, I liked Southern Illinois and the Midwestern vibe. It was chill, relaxing. You have some rolling hills. You have four concrete seasons. I can confirm the Midwest. You get an Indian summer. What's an Indian summer? Indian summer is that weird phase that's like, it's typically December or January where you get two weeks where it's unseasonably warm and it's like 60s and 70s. Why is it called an Indian summer and should we still be calling it? Um, I don't know. And I don't know. <laughs> but it's just this beautiful time of year. I love, I love me a good Indian summer. I don't see why you wouldn't. We don't call them Indian It's anymore. a good thing. It's a good thing. Indigenous the ex- summer. The ex- exact origins of the phrase are uncertain. Several writers have speculated it may have originally have referred to a spell of warm, hazy autumn conditions that allow Native American Indians to continue hunting. Whatever the origin of the phrase, it evidently first was used in the eastern United States. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Someone asked, what is Indian summer now called? Who experiences Indian summers? Indian summer is a common occurrence not only in North America, but also throughout temperate European countries, where it is most commonly called St. Martin's summer. The name is a reference to St. Martin's Day, which falls on November 11th. Okay, that's, well. That's different. So that doesn't even seem like it would be summer yet. No, because it says autumn, too. And you were talking like it was in, like, winter. No, it's like, well, Technically, winter doesn't start till December 21st. So. Okay, well, I felt you were talking like February. No, no. So that is, I think sometimes you feel like that in January. But no, I remember it more like every once in a while you would have this, like, so thinking about move out at Southern Illinois. Sometimes for move out of the fall semester, there were times where we would almost get snowed in. So it would just be like a blizzard. And then there were other times where the week before or two weeks before would be Indian summer. Sorry, I'm just confused as to one, SMU didn't have a fall move out. And two, I'm just saying, like, the idea of being snowed in into your college is crazy. Fall move out in the sense that I was driving oh, like, six hours right, north went home for, the winter. for a month. Right, right, right. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah. I didn't stay on campus or anything. No, no one stays on campus. And the one year that I moved out was the fall 2007 semester when. Spring 2008, I was in Australia. Wow. So I moved out. Just so happened that year we had this huge downpour of snow. And me and my mom had to like pull over in a rest area for two or three hours because we literally, we were like driving maybe 30 or 40 miles an hour on the highway and we couldn't see 20 feet in front of us. So finally there was a rest area and we just pulled over for a few hours. Wow. 
-hmm. waited for the snow to stop. It was fun. Midwest is a Midwest. Yeah. Nowadays, with our cars, all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, we would have just cruised. It's funny because growing up in the quote-unquote South, because Texas basically, we've always just counted ourselves in the South, there's so much, truthfully, it's... It has been revealed to me how bad it is, historically bad it is. But there's like very much, especially for Texas, like, yeah, like Texas, like Texas pride and, you know, we'll succeed, secede from the union, blah, 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 like this like camaraderie, whatever. And then the South too, or just, you know, I feel like I called you a Yankee for the longest time. Oh, yeah. You still do. I still do. And you're like, no, you're not. Um, I feel like. Well, I, I mean, I'm not like, I don't act like a Yankee, but. Where I grew up is technically Yankee land. Right. But for like me and my, but where I came from, if you were born north of If you of were like born Oklahoma, outside of Texas. Yeah. You were. But I did have to correct you that the Mason-Dixon line runs through Illinois. Right. But I feel like, I say that to say that I feel like Midwesterners can be just as fierce, like pride wise about being from the Midwest. I think that everybody has like that. A, you think like you think East Coast West Coast is like that too? Oh, definitely well, East I know, Coast. Like, against have each you ever other. have you ever watched Jersey Shore? No. <laughs> like people get fierce about like if you're from Jersey working in the city, the city being New York, like right. But I feel like in the Northeast, it's not about being from the Northeast. It's about your actual state or, or city. your city, right? Boston, yeah. New Jersey, or yeah. Jersey Shore. So it's the same type the of almost, dare I say, it's a type of tribalism. Right. But not dare you say that. It is, is exactly. It is definitely different from Texas. But I, even here right. in Texas, like with Dallas, Dallas has this strong animosity towards Houston. I don't think it's that strong. I think it's just me. And I'm the no, one who spends time with. It's definitely a thing that everybody knows about. Okay. But Dallas and Houstonites would gladly bond against anyone outside of Texas, typically. Yeah, but a Yankee would also bond with another Yankee against Texas. Right. But this is what's so funny is like if someone from the South is referring to a Yankee, what does it make them? Makes them a Southerner. Doesn't it make them a Confederate? Like what does the term Yankee even mean? I don't even know. Where is it Yankee coming from historically? Dandy. Got it. I'm really just stuck a pintail in his hat and called it macaroni. Where does I just I'm do pintails? Do pintails come from pintail ducks? What pintails? Pintail. What are you talking about? What's a pintail? Yankee Doodle Dandy stuck oh. a feather in his hat and called it macaroni. Did you not sing that song growing up? Right, right, right. Wait. That didn't answer the question. Did did you sing that song or not? Sing it again. Yankee, Yankee Doodle, doodle blah, 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 went through town. Yankee Doodle, doodle Dandy. He has a feather in his hat and called it macaroni. He yes. stuck a feather in his hat. I don't know if he stuck a feather or if he stuck a pintail in his hat. No. Down here it was a feather. I don't know what a pintail is. So pintail ducks have very, oh gosh, very pretty feathers. Okay, well we call and them feathers. And they used to be hunted for their feathers. Okay. Back during the market hunting days. Okay, well Yankee likely originated in the Dutch name Janke, a diminutive of Jean that first served as a British put down of Dutch settlers in the American colonies, eventually applied to provincial New Englanders. That's from some... Wall Street Journal article saying Yanks, the journey of a word to disrespect the Dutch, which that's not at all what I mean when I talk about Yankees. This one, the National Geographic Society says no one is really sure where the word Yankee came from. Some say a British general named James Wolfe used it first in 1758 when he was commanding some New England soldiers. Others say the words word comes from the Cherokee word Anke, which means coward. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. I'm going to start calling oh, people Ankes. Oh, what did Southerners call Yankees? They called them Yankees. See, here we go. The, I, it, it all comes back to the Civil War. The Northerners were called Yankees, and the Southerners were called rebels. Like, like uh, Ooh, because they were, they were rebelling. Isn't some fame, They seceded right, from the Union. Isn't there a collegiate football team or something that's the rebels still? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's essentially Confederates. Sometimes these nicknames were shortened even... 
even further to Yanks and Rebs. At the beginning of the war, each soldier wore whatever uniform he had from the state's militia. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, that doesn't okay. Yeah, Yank. Yeah, Reb. Are Westerners Yankees? The Westerners no. are a sort of mix of Yankees and Southerners, since people from nope. both the Northeast, Midwest, and South... Oh, they're talking about, like, far west. Okay, anyway. You mean the part of the country that wasn't part of the country during right. the Civil War? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, you don't get a name. You're a Westerner. <laughs> Sorry about you. Now you know. Without now you know. Maybe, maybe you don't get as much tribalism for people who didn't partake in the Civil War. I didn't partake in the Civil War. But I mean, people who don't, who don't come from a area who partook. Like people in Colorado, I understand there's this huge pull to Colorado and everybody loves right. Colorado. Right, but right, right. you don't see people who are like, mm, I'm from Colorado. No, but here's the thing. I don't think anyone who I would call a Yankee is looking at me and calling me a rebel or a Southerner. I no. think it's just a Southern culture thing. I think it's... Because we love... Because calling someone a Yankee and othering the rest of the you states know what I think builds it is? Southern pride. I think what it is, it is a microaggression that is still because Southerners are a little bitter they lost the war. No, it's called the lost cause narrative. Yeah, it's that's like why you still call people Yankees. It's a sociological phenomenon. So it's still ringing true that no, it it's is. a lost cause. <clears throat> yeah. You're still bitter like, you lost the war. No, I wasn't. But the, but this but is what's so are. interesting is like I was like now that I like know the history of all that stuff and like looking back on it, like I You're truthfully like, oh. don't care. Like I love being in Texas because this is where I grew up, but like I don't have like this like pull to being in Texas other than the fact that I don't have to pay income tax. But when I was younger, I was like, Texas is my ride or die. But, um, sorry, <sighs> I was going to say something. Um, the lost cause. Oh, that's a, that, yeah. Part of that. Cause like, you know, right now and truthfully we kind of don't even talk about it much right now, but there, I guess after 2020 and even before that, there was a huge pull to remove Confederate monuments and like Confederate name schools, like the elementary schools around us. Names are yep. changed. Okay. <clears throat> so all of those schools names and all of those statues were after Confederate war heroes, heroes in quotation marks, but they were installed in the early 1900s. Wow. There no, no Confederate monument was installed until the early 1900s. And the, and the reason why they were all installed around the same time is because the daughters of the Confederacy which is like a social group similar to the Daughters of the American Revolution, but specifically, obviously, for the Confederate uh, families. Yes. They, they was like a propaganda PR campaign to try to keep the South alive and revitalize this lost cause narrative that, like, the South really were the, the ones who were taken advantage of and, like, blah, 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 blah. And that's where you started seeing all these Confederate monuments pop up everywhere. So it was literally a propaganda, a way to get children and like everyone in the South to have a lot of Southern pride, but it was always connected to Confederacy and slaveholding. Hmm. And now you know. What an informative podcast. This is what you get when we haven't talked in a while. If you wanted to make the best location to live, where would it be? Make? If you had to choose a location that had everything you wanted, what would it end up being? Where would that be? Uh, what's it called? Hill Country in Texas. Because I hate snow. I'm not looking for it to be colder. I do like like the mountains. I think it's really pretty, but I don't want to have to deal with like the altitude and the snow and all that stuff. And I think the hill country... I'm. Like, I just think the hill country is so beautiful and I wouldn't really have to change much. Mm. But then, like, put Dallas in the hill country. So, Austin. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what? Yeah. Did I do a boring answer? What would you say? No, that's fine. I'm thinking. Bigger. Mount Everest. No, it would. Of no, it would probably be 
like the panhandle area. I was going to say the panhandle, but then I thought it would get too cold. Like you move up to the panhandle, it would be colder. Yes. But then you can get three seasons, Mm. four seasons. (laughs) You could get four, (laughs) all four seasons. The only problem is that it's just like now you're in this like super flat, super like middle of this kind of weird arid-esque area that it's not quite the desert, but it's not. Have you ever been to New Mexico? Yeah. Okay. Because that's kind of, I feel like New Mexico is more your vibe than like the panhandle, but it's similar. It would be very similar. Because you would get that same desert feel. Right. Except you would also get four seasons. Right. Whereas in New Mexico, yeah, you get cold, but it's like. More desert. Like freezes at night and then you're baking again during the day. Mm-hmm. And that's the winter. Otherwise, it's just you get one downpour, you get everything lush for a few weeks, then everything's dead again. But I think New Mexico would be fun, too. So you heard it here first. We're moving to either Amarillo (laughs) or Austin. Those Uh, are the answers. Who's our sponsor today? Our sponsor today is Zeus. Zeus. The God? (laughs) No, Zeus Restoration. They're a company. They have Zeus as their mascot. If Zeus is, is willing to represent this restoration company... You know they got to be doing like, you know, godly kind of restorations because they've got a god representing them. And they, it's not actually a koozie. It's like this weird bouncy rubbery cup, but it's kind of cool. So. Well, thanks, Zeus. Thanks, Zeus. Restoration. Um. And that that's sponsor our, is proudly that sponsor sponsored by the country of Greece for the Greece Festival and Zeus Hardware or whatever. Hard renovation. Restoration. Restoration. <laughs> yep. Well, we've been talking for a while and I think we're both getting tired. Maybe we'll be back in a week or two. Maybe not. Maybe we'll be back in a month. I'm going to be doing things. Allie's going to be doing things. We suggest you go do some things. And uh, until next time, but here we're going to go. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.